Today's first reading is from the book of Acts, chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. Peter began to speak to Cornelius and his household. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witness to all that he did both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear. Not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Our gospel reading this morning is from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and aligned on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. So there was one story that I saw in the headlines all throughout this week. I suppose there were two if you include the vote for the Speaker of House, but, but there's really only one that people seem to actually care about. And that was the story about how, um, how uh, DeMar Hamlin had been injured in Monday night's football game. The, for, he plays in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. And in the middle of this game, if you haven't had, a, had the opportunity to see what happened or hear what happened, he tackles a player on the other team and he stands up and then all of a sudden he falls just backwards. And his heart had stopped. And people have tried to understand exactly what happened, tried to explain and, and know what, what the medical condition was and, and they were able to get his heart started again but they're, they're, they're saying that it was a, a rare instance of commotio cardis. Something that few people know about, that, that in the heart's rhythm cycle, at just that one right moment, a trauma hitting the heart in that, that like microsecond of the heartbeat can cause the heart to stop. There's approximately, I guess, 30 cases of this in, in a year in the U.S., and I will say that Damar is off a ventilator. He is recovering. Looks like he may not have any lasting neurological damage, and that's a, that's a wonderful thing. But what amazes me about this story is how much attention it's gotten and how much investment so many of us have had in his story and what happened to him. 
I mean, there are people who don't even care about football at all who are talking about it, who are hoping that he's okay, who are praying, who have genuine concern for this man that eight days ago they probably didn't even know existed. Even though so many of us know nothing of who he is or what kind of guy he is, we find ourselves caring. And I'm going to be honest, I mean, here's a man that if we saw him in a different context, a very muscular, strong, black man with tattoos and gold chains, if we had seen him walking down the street rather than collapse on a football field, might have had different feelings. And so it's, it's, it's puzzling to me why in this instance it touches us somehow. It connects with us somehow when sometimes we don't connect with people when maybe we should. Why with so many other injuries that happen in football in the world do we care about this one? Why, when you can't change anything about football, are we okay with them rearranging the playoff games and the rules? Especially when it involves our Chiefs, right? I mean, what is it? I mean, is it that, that he was a really nice guy and, and, and everything I've heard since this happened is that he was? Is it because it was broadcast on TV or we could watch the video on the internet that, that somehow it touched us differently? the way that we may not see someone receiving CPR in a hospital room all by themselves? Is it because he was only 24 years old and muscular and, and this is the kind of thing that shouldn't happen to somebody like, like losing a child? Or was it just simply, it was a reminder of the fragility of life that a simple freak accident can change things? I, th I think it's all of these things all combined that we remember that life matters and that we care about people that we don't even know existed a week ago. That there are many things we cannot agree on, like the Speaker of the House, <laughs> but there are things that we can agree about. Things that we can come together over. We can say that nobody deserves to have that happen to them. No one should have to go through what he and his family and his teammates are going through. But it also begs the question of why we don't make as big of a deal about others that go through similar things about those other 29 people who have this condition last year. Why? Is there bias in the reporting and, and the news about missing people that that's studies show is dependent on gender and race and age? People who don't have trainers standing on the sideline at all times ready to do CPR with defibrillators. What about those who don't get better? Well, the reality is there are people who know about this condition and who have treated others, who have helped others. There are those who have showed love to those people. There are defibrillators all over the world now. We even have one here in our church. There are those who love all who are missing, no matter who they are. There are those who never give up, 
And it doesn't matter how much national media attention we get, each and every person that goes through one of these difficult situations, even though we may not see it, is loved. Just as we may not see the tragedy that happens or the condition they have or, or the trauma that they go through, likewise, we don't also see the love and the care and the concern. But it is there. In fact, this, um, this incident reminds me of a number of years ago. It was probably about 10 years ago when I was still living up in Nebraska. And... Um, there was a high school football game, and during that football game, one of the players on the other team had a head injury and was taken to the hospital. And you didn't really hear much more after that until there was a letter to the editor in the newspaper, our, our small town weekly newspaper. And it was a letter to the editor from the coach of, of the other high school that they had been playing. And he started off by saying, you know, kids in Albion are being raised right. Because while my player, this is the coach from the other team, while my player was in the hospital, while he was put in the helicopter, and that helicopter flew over the town on its way to Omaha, the kids from the Albion team were praying. They had gathered together outside of the school, and they were praying for this opponent who'd been injured. There are just some things that unify us, and even when we are at odds with each other, even when we are divided, even when we're competing against each other, we still care about each other. People still matter. And so I think that, to me, is a story that, that when bad things happen, they don't have to get a lot of attention or media coverage People are still loved, they're still cared about, they still matter, even when we don't notice it. Even if people are bad at telling us that they care about us, we likewise are cared about. If something bad happened to us, people care. They're just some things that unify us. I think that's God working within us. Back when DeMar, the NFL player, was in college, he set up a GoFundMe to provide toys for a daycare in the community that he grew up in. Now, his goal was $2,500 at the time, and then they raised that. But since his injury just a week ago, $8.2 million has been donated to that campaign. People have been moved to generosity, to, to acts of love and, and care by seeing his misfortune. Even though we didn't see those people who donated the first $2,500. Those people who, when DeMar, before he was ever in the NFL, before he was ever really somebody, people who were moved by his love and generosity to care for others. And so even though we don't always see those good and wonderful and loving acts, they're still happening all the time. DeMar saw those children who were in need, and he cared. Kids that maybe nobody else seemed to notice. And so I wonder, for you, who do you see? Besides the people on the news, on social media, who do you see, really see and notice when they're hurting? 
Because I'm confident there are people that you care about. Who are they? In your mind, name those people. Your love matters. And I wonder also if you would name in your mind who loves you and sees you. If something bad were to happen to you, would notice and care. And maybe even if they're bad at saying it, love you. Who are the Damars in your life that you can't help but love? You can't help but care for? Who are the Damars in your life who see you and your needs? You know, these things, they remind us of life. You know, we might compete a lot, but it's not just a competition. It's not about who raises the most money, who is seen the most, who gets the most attention or the best care, but it's about being seen at all. Being seen is enough that we are not alone, and that is the gift that God gives us. As I shared with the kids in, in our gospel reading, it says that Jesus saw that dove descending from heaven. He heard those words, but it doesn't say that the others did. This wasn't a big miraculous spectacle. It wasn't even as big of a deal, at least in terms of like cosmic signs and wonders as Jesus being born in a manger. And yet it mattered. Whether others see and hear your pains, your struggles like Damar, even if you don't suffer injury, if you don't have cardiac arrest, if you're not an NFL player, even if it doesn't always work out the same way that maybe it has for Damar, in baptism, God has a message for us that you matter. You are cared for. You are beloved like Jesus. And people care about you too. You know, I find myself wanting to ask people, why do you care about Damar? And, and, and not that he shouldn't be cared for, but, but why? Why so much? And, and, and I have asked that myself, myself that same question. Why do I care about this guy that I don't even know? And, and I'm not sure I know the exact answer. I know it's complicated. But I think maybe part of what God calls us to do is just go with it. To be thankful that we do care. That maybe this is a reminder from God that no matter how divided and polarized and competitive we might be, there are things we still agree on. Maybe this can be a reminder from God that no matter what we have personally lost in our lives, there are still things worth caring about. And maybe as we remember our baptisms this day, as we remember Jesus' baptism as we think about tomorrow, this is a call to live into that calling. To let our loved ones know that they are seen and loved. To speak out those things that we feel. To let the unseen know that they are seen. To put into words and actions and donations and prayers all those things that we do still care about because they are there. Maybe there's a call to do those things because you and all the other people that you care about are beloved children of God. 
loved by God. And though sometimes it's hard to see loved by others as well. And that no matter how popular or visible we are or how unseen we feel sometimes, we are never alone and never unloved. Thanks be to God. Amen.